Chapter six of Studies in the Psychology of Sex, Volume two. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Studies in the Psychology of Sex, Volume two, by Havelock Ellis. Chapter six: The Theory of Sexual Inversion, Part one. The analysis of these cases leads directly up to a question of the first importance: What is sexual inversion? Is it, as many would have us believe, an abominably acquired vice to be stamped out by the prison? Or is it, as a few assert, a beneficial variety of human emotion which should be tolerated or even fostered? Is it a diseased condition which qualifies its subject for the lunatic asylum? Or is it a natural monstrosity, a human sport, the manifestations of which must be regulated when they become antisocial? There is probably an element of truth in more than one of these views very widely divergent views of sexual inversion are largely justified by the position and attitude of the investigator it is natural that the police official should find that his cases are largely mere examples of disgusting vice and crime it is natural that the asylum superintendent should find that we are chiefly dealing with a form of insanity it is equally natural that the sexual invert himself should find that he and his inverted friends are not so very unlike ordinary persons we have to recognize the influence of professional and personal bias and the influence of environment there have been two main streams of tendency in the views regarding sexual inversion one seeking to enlarge the sphere of the acquired represented by binet who however recognized predisposition schrank notzing and recently the freudians the other seeking to enlarge the sphere of the congenital represented by kraft ebing moll ferré and today by the majority of authorities there is as usually happens truth in both these views but inasmuch as those who represent the acquired view often deny any congenital element we are called upon to discuss the question the view that sexual inversion is entirely explained by the influence of early association or of suggestion is an attractive one and at first sight it seems to be supported by what we know of erotic fetishism by which a woman's hair or foot or even clothing becomes the focus of a man's sexual aspirations but it must be remembered that what we see in erotic fetishism is merely the exaggeration of a normal impulse every lover is to some extent excited by his mistress's hair or foot or clothing even here therefore there is really what may fairly be regarded as a congenital element and moreover there is reason to believe that the erotic fetishist usually displays the further congenital element of hereditary neurosis therefore the analogy with erotic fetishism does not bring much help to those who argue that inversion is purely acquired it must also be pointed out that the argument for acquired or suggested inversion logically involves the assertion that normal sexuality is also acquired or suggested if a man becomes attracted to his own sex simply because the fact of the image of such attraction is brought before him then we are bound to believe that a man becomes attracted to the opposite sex only because the fact or the image of such attraction is brought before him such a theory is unworkable in nearly every country of the world men associate with men and women with women if association and suggestion were the only influential causes then inversion instead of being the exception ought to be the rule throughout the human species if not indeed throughout the whole zoological series we should moreover have to admit that the most fundamental human instinct is so constituted as to be equally well adapted for sterility as for that propagation of the race which as a matter of fact we find dominant throughout the whole of life we must therefore put aside entirely the notion that the direction of the sexual impulse is merely a suggested phenomenon 
such a notion is entirely opposed to observation and experience and will with difficulty fit into a rational biological scheme the freudians alike of the orthodox and the heterodox schools have sometimes contributed unintentionally or not to revive the now antiquated conception of homosexuality as an acquired phenomenon and that by insisting that its mechanism is a purely psychic though unconscious process which may be readjusted to the normal order by psychoanalytic methods freud first put forth a comprehensive statement of his view of homosexuality in the original and pregnant little book drei abhandlungen zur sexualtheorie in nineteen hundred five and has elsewhere frequently touched on the subject as have many other psychoanalysts including alfred adler and steckel who no longer belong to the orthodox freudian school when inverts are psychoanalytically studied freud believes it is found that in early childhood they go through a phase of intense but brief fixation on a woman usually the mother or perhaps sister then an internal censure inhibiting this incestuous impulse they overcome it by identifying themselves with women and take refuge in narcissism the self becoming the sexual object finally they look for youthful males resembling themselves whom they love as their mothers love them the pursuit of man is thus determined by their flight from women this view has been set forth not only by freud but by sedger steckel and many others freud himself however is careful to state that this process only represents one type of standard sexual activity and that the problem of inversion is complex and diversified this view may be said to assume a bisexual constitution as normal and homosexuality arises by the suppression owing to some accident of the heterosexual component and the path through an autoerotic process of narcissism to homosexuality on this general freudian conception of homosexuality numerous variations have been based and separate features specially emphasized by individual psychoanalysts thus sedger considers that beneath the male individual love by the invert a female is concealed and that this fact may be revealed by psychoanalysis which removes the upper layer of the psychic palimpsest he believes that this disposition of the invert is favored by the frequent mixture of male and female traits in his near relatives it is not man whom the homosexual man loves and desires but men and women together in one form the heterosexual element is later suppressed and then pure inversion is left further developing freud's view of the importance of anal eroticism freud Sammlung kleiner Schriften zur Neurosenlehre, Volume 2. Satcher thinks that it is even the rule for a passive invert to have experienced anal eroticism in childhood and been frequently subjected to animals which have led to the desire for the anal intromission of the penis. Medizinische Klinik, 1909, number 2. Jekylls pushes this doctrine further and declares that all inverts are really passive. The invert is, in his love, he states, both subject and object he identifies himself with his mother and sees in the object of his love his own youthful person and what jekylls asks is the aim of this mental arrangement it can scarcely be other he replies than in the part of the mother to stimulate the anal region of the object which has now become himself and to procure the same pleasure which in childhood he experienced when his mother satisfied his anal eroticism jekylls regards this view as the continuation and concretization of freud's interpretation and the main point in homosexuality even when apparently passive becomes the craving for anal erotic satisfaction l jekylls einige bemerkungen zur trieblehre internationale zeitschrift für ärztliche psychoanalyse september 1913
most psychoanalysts are cautious in denying a constitutional or congenital basis to inversion though they leave it in the background ferenci in an interesting attempt to classify the homosexual internationale zeitschrift für ärztliche psychoanalyse march nineteen fourteen remarks psychoanalytic investigation shows that under the name of homosexuality the most various psychic states are thrown together on the one hand true constitutional anomalies inversion or subject homoeroticism on the other hand psychoneurotic obsessional conditions object homoeroticism or obsessional homoeroticism the individual of the first kind essentially feels himself a woman who wishes to be loved by a man while the other represents a neurotic flight from women rather than sympathy to men constitutional basis is very definitely accepted by rudolf ortwey who points out internationale zeitschrift für ärztliche psychoanalyse january nineteen fourteen that the biological doctrine of recessives and dominance in heredity helps to make clear the emergence or suppression of homosexuality on a bisexual disposition infantile events he adds which according to freud decide the sexual relations of adults can only exert the operation on the foundation of an organic predisposition infantile impressions being determined by hereditary predispositions isodor coriat on the other hand while recognizing two forms of inversion incomplete and complete boldly asserts that it is never congenital and never transmitted through heredity it is always originated through a defined unconscious mechanism coriat homosexuality new york medical journal march twenty second nineteen thirteen Ada's view of homosexuality, as of other allied conditions, differs from that of most psychoanalysts by insisting on the presence of an original organic defect which the subject seeks to fortify into a point of strength. He accepts two chief components of inversion, a vagueness as to sexual differences and a process of self-assurance in the form of rebellion and defiance, and even the feminism of the invert may become a method of gaining power. A. Adler, über die Neurosen Charakter, 1912 page 21 the mechanism of the genesis of homosexuality put forward by freud need not be dismissed offhand freud has often manifested the insight of genius and he refrains from moulding his conceptions in those inflexible shapes which have sometimes been adopted by the more dogmatic psychoanalysts who have followed him nor need we be unduly shocked by the incestuous air of the oedipus complex as it is commonly called which figures as a component of the process the word incest though it has been used by freud himself seems scarcely a proper word to apply to the vague and elementary feelings of children especially when those feelings scarcely pass beyond the stage of non-localized and therefore really pre-sexual feelings in the ordinary use of the term sexual which may be regarded as natural and normal the freudian conception is misrepresented and prejudiced by the statement that it involves incest when a child loves its mother with an entire love the love necessarily involves the germs which in later life become separated and developed into sexual love but it is inaccurate to term this love of the child incestuous it is quite easily conceivable that the psychic mechanism of the establishment of homosexuality has in some cases corresponded to the course described by freud it may also be admitted that as psychoanalysts claim the pronounced horror feminine occasionally found in male inverts may plausibly be regarded as the reversal of an early and disappointed feminine attraction but it is impossible to regard this mechanism as invariable or even frequent it is quite true and i have found ample evidence of the fact that inverts are often very closely attached to their mothers 
even to a greater degree indeed than is the rule among normal children and often like to be in constant association with their mothers but this attraction is quite misunderstood if it is regarded as a peculiarly sexual attraction indeed the whole point of the attraction is that the inverted boy vaguely feels his own feminine disposition and so shuns the uncongenial amusements and society of his own sex for the sympathy and community of tastes which he finds concentrated in his mother so far from such association being evidence of sexual attraction it might more reasonably be regarded as evidence of its absence just as the association of boys among themselves and of girls among themselves even co-educational schools is proof of the prevalence of heterosexual rather than homosexual feeling confirmation of this point of view may be found in the fact overlooked and sometimes even denied by psychoanalysts that frequently even early childhood and simultaneously with this community of feeling with his mother the homosexual boy is already experiencing the predominant fascination of the male he feels it long before the age at which narcissism is apt to occur or at which self-consciousness has become sufficiently developed to allow the internal censure on unpermitted emotions to operate or any flight from them to take place moreover while most authorities have rarely been able to find any clear evidence of the sexual attraction of male inverts in childhood to mother or sister an attraction of this kind to father or brother seems less difficult to find and if found it is incompatible with the typical freudian process in my own observation among the histories here recorded there are at least two clear examples of such an attraction in childhood it must further be said that any theory of the etiology of homosexuality which leaves out of account the hereditary factor in aversion cannot be admitted the evidence for the frequency of homosexuality among the near relatives of the inverted is now indisputable i have traced it in a considerable proportion of cases and in many of these the evidence is unquestionable and altogether independent of the statement of the subject himself whose opinion may be held to be possibly biased or unreliable this hereditary factor seems indeed to be called for by the freudian theory itself on that theory we need to know how it is that the subject passes through the psychic phases and reaches an emotional disposition so unlike that of normal persona the existence of a definite hereditary tendency in a homosexual direction removes that difficulty freud himself recognizes this and clearly asserts congenital psychosexual constitution which must involve predisposition on a general survey therefore it would appear that on a psychic side we may accept the reality of unconscious dynamic processes which in particular cases may be of the freudian or similar type but while the study of such mechanisms may illuminate the psychology of homosexuality they leave untouched the fundamental organic factors now accepted by most authorities the rational way of regarding the normal sexual instinct is as an inborn organic impulse reaching full development about the time of puberty during the period of development suggestions and associations may come in to play a part in defining the object of the emotion the soil is now ready but the variety of seeds likely to thrive in it is limited that there is a greater indefiniteness in the aim of sexual impulse at this period we may believe this is shown not only by occasional tentative signs of sexual emotion directed toward the same sex in childhood but by the frequently ideal and unlocalized character of the normal passion even at puberty but the channel of sexual emotion is not thereby turned into an abnormal path whenever this happens we are bound to believe and we have many grounds for believing that we are dealing with an organism which from the beginning is abnormal the same seed of suggestion is sown in various soils in the many it dies out in the few it flourishes 
the cause can only be difference in the soil if we must postulate a congenital abnormality in order to account satisfactorily for at least a large proportion of sexual inverts wherein does that abnormality consist ulrichs explained the matter by saying that in sexual inverts a male body coexists with a female soul anima mulebris incorpore virile inclusa even writers of scientific eminence like magnan and clay have adopted this phrase in a modified form considering that inversion a female brain is combined with a male body or male glands this is however not an explanation it merely crystallizes into an epigram the superficial impression of the matter we can probably grasp the nature of the abnormality better if we reflect on the development of the sexes and on the latent organic bisexuality in each sex at an early stage of development the sexes are indistinguishable and throughout life the traces of this early community of sex remain the hen fowl retains in a rudimentary form the spurs which are so large and formidable in her lord and sometimes she develops a capacity to crow or puts on male plumage among mammals the male possesses useless nipples which occasionally even develop into breasts and the female possesses a clitoris which is merely a rudimentary penis and may also develop the sexually inverted person does not usually possess any gross exaggeration of these signs of community with the opposite sex but as we have seen there are a considerable number of more subtle approximations in the opposite sex in inverted persons both on the physical and the psychic side putting the matter in a purely speculative shape it may be said that at conception the organism is provided with about fifty per cent of male germs and about fifty per cent of female germs and that as development proceeds either the male or the female germs assume the upper hand until in a maturely developed individual only a few aborted germs of the opposite sex are left in the homosexual however and in the bisexual we may imagine that the process has not proceeded normally on account of some peculiarity in the number or character of either the original male germs or female germs or both the result being that we have a person who is organically twisted into a shape that is more fitted for the exercise of the inverted than of the normal sexual impulse or else equally fitted for both End of chapter six part one recording by Julia Niedermeyer.